this guy gives me the good pipe. Like, this is the reason why I'm with him. Okay, that's like, not a reason to stay with someone. For some people, it is. You but, and that's a fun. shitty reason. Oof. Are you sure about that? You give me more than just a good pipe, John. <laughs> this is, I know that you only just said that, so this was a workaround so that I could talk about your dick. So I feel kind of bad for Al right now. So I'm going to let her start us off. What? Just because I have my period, John? I mean, I feel bad. You were literally just on the ground, like dying. John doesn't understand cramps sometimes. I, no, I don't understand them at be... all. Well, I have poop cramps. <laughs> I, honestly, they're pretty similar, but like these are just worse, oh, I, w- I think. I feel yeah. so sorry for you. This is just what we deal with as women. Oh, boy. <laughs> like we're on two opposite ends of the spectrum right now. Like I'm pumped. Like I cranked out my coffee. I did my morning <laughs> shit. I'm ready to go. I mean, if this wasn't like day one, I'd be fine to do this tomorrow. But of course, we wait till like the last minute to do everything. We don't have any fucking time. I know. For nothing. Yeah. It's but crazy. It, it's fine. So tell me your high, John. Hold on. I just got to. I got to say something. I'm proud to say this is a very exciting episode because we are what? Do you know? Married. <laughs> we are married. Still. <laughs> this is episode 20. Oh, yeah. So we've made it through 20 episodes, believe it or not. I know. Crazy. We're still here. We're not going anywhere. Oh, man. Even if even if our episodes are only going to be like 20 minutes long down the road because we don't have time to make longer ones, like that's just, just what it will be. Just stick with us. Yeah. Well, I also asked Al, I'm like, so how long do we do this for? Is there like an end date to doing podcasts? And she's like, no, forever. No, we just, I guess it would be like a season of a show. Like you just, I don't, I don't know. Do you like friends? Do you just figure out when you're all burnt out and you're like on to the next thing. I think that's what it is. It would be like, first off, they were making a million dollars an episode. You getting burnt out. I'll do anything. We're a making a million dollars. We're making zero dollars. We're making zero dollars. <laughs> this is a, we're pa- grinding it this out, is baby. a passion project, but <laughs> we're truly passionate about it. Oh my God. This is so random, but Alex cut my hair <laughs> yesterday. It looks good. Well, okay. She, she did. She did well on the fade. Okay, and then she left the top of my head like I'm a fucking monk. Well, okay. Let me. I'm, let gonna, me, no, I'm just gonna show it. No, 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 no. Well, our listeners can't see it. If you all uh, <laughs> end up seeing this, I pretty much have ten pounds of hair on the top of so my head. So I figured out how to do a fade during quarantine when all the barber shops were closed, but like I couldn't figure out how to do the top part, so I just leave it. Alex subconsciously <laughs> wants me to have a man bun, so she's like, Ugh, "I don't know how to cut the top." She just no, wants me to slick no, it back. I don't like the shaved man bun look. You have to have like a full head of hair if you're gonna have like you, your hair needs to be like as long as mine if you're gonna oh like on the sides everything so you want me to be like um what's that what's the guy like the books my grandmother would always read fabio i was like the fabio's, on, <laughs> yeah. fabio's on the cover with you his like long like Jesus. luscious hair so that's not too far off but i think the weird thing about having long hair as a guy is you have to go through a very long awkward period there's just an in-between time i wouldn't know my, you think my hair is gonna be like long and you luscious have really nice hair my hair like it froze out I think you think that but there's so much weight in your hair that it wouldn't throw out you, you don't have to look presentable anymore stash out so it just hangs over my lip that's disgusting <laughs> and it's just a curtain now you're gonna some milk is just mouth ripping curtain. off my face. <laughs> you stick your tongue out. Hello. Oh my god. So, uh, give me it, your what? I'm just so many things. I'm happy. Like this is our first time filming in our office. It's not completely done. It's but not like, done. At but all. we have our tables. Yeah, like, our tables coming together. Mm-hmm. 
you know, what this is now our fifth place recording. Like area? Yeah. We have recorded in my parents' basement. We've recorded in your parents' basement. We've recorded in our kitchen. We recorded in Raleigh in that office. And then, yeah, here. Anywhere else? Yeah, Outer Banks. Oh, the Outer Banks. So this is six. We're about to move locations again for three months. Yay. Anyways, so... Moving on, Al, what's your high? I'm going to start with my low. So the bachelorette party that I went on last weekend, we were all getting ready to go out and I had a pair of shorts on, but it was like pretty chilly and I didn't have a nice pair of jeans to really go with the top that I was wearing. So the bride was like, I have these jeans that would be perfect. They're, like they're going to fit you so well, blah, blah, blah. I put them on. I was like, these are the best jeans that I've ever tried on in my entire life. So I ordered them right away from Target. I was like, they're only 20 bucks. Yes, yeah, sold. I get them in the mail and they just do not fit how I remember. Granted, like my memory's probably a little fuzzy from the bachelorette weekend, but I just remember them being so perfect and they're just, I think the wash is different. That's my low. Let me see what they look fine. I just don't love how I just thought that, um, I would love them more how I did when I was drunk over the weekend. I personally like them. I noticed them as soon as you wore them, but I also noticed them because we wear the same fucking thing every day. So it's nice to even see <laughs> us wear something a different new. Different pair of pants and not leggings. Exactly. I think this is also the universe telling me like you're not ready to transition from leggings into jeans yet. The shirt I'm wearing right now, your mom gave me like two Christmases ago. Okay, but two Christmases ago isn't that long ago. It's probably one of the newest things I have compared <laughs> to my other clothes from I'm still wearing stuff from my sophomore year in college. But you know what? There's something about that. I'm still the same no, size. But hell Well, okay, yeah. that's good. But yeah, you do need to get new clothes. Cause it's like as I try to throw your things out, I'm like, I need to replace them with nicer things or else you'll just be running so around you, naked. Yeah, Alex, is, instead you're just throwing it out and then not replacing it. Not replacing it. it, yeah. Well, I just think I want. I would love to get to a place where we can have stylists because I just feel like you and me just only wear athleisure. That's, that's what our wardrobe is. That's huh? all I want, though. I know, uh, but no. That should be our generation. I, I hope like, we move away from suits no, and ties and just wear I like dressing up and looking nice because then you feel good, too. Not. I, I feel, I mean, I feel good in athleisure, but I feel way better in athleisure. I don't have a shirt tucked but in. I'm not about, uncomfortable. You're talking about comfort and I'm talking about like confidence. I need to get a pair of those things that the grooms wear. Every time we film a wedding where the groom's in the military, he's got this thing that goes around his foot up and snips onto, snaps onto his pants. I'm sorry. It goes around his foot and snaps onto it keeps his your shirt, shirt tucked in and keeps it tucked in. So it never like every time I move, I'm sure you could get that off Amazon. I'm sure I'm just too lazy to go look for it. I still have never bought anything off of Amazon. See, like this is probably why I get new things because I know how to use the internet and I just order clothes God. from online. I just don't care. As soon as I walk into a store, I'm like overwhelmed. I just turn around. Wow. So this low for me really segued into. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your low, John? <laughs> that should be it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know don't how to use the clothes. internet. <laughs> yeah. My low. I think my low is Alex and I are sitting at dinner last night. And it was the most morbid conversation ever. <laughs> Alex was like, okay, well, if I die, like, would you still live here? Like, we're doing all these what-if questions. But we, like, it wasn't just a 10-minute conversation. We talked about it for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, would you still be friends with my family? Nonchalantly, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm eating. I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't live here anymore. Yeah. I was like, I would sell the Raleigh house because it would have too many memories and be painful. 
Well, like we, we logistically were talking about like what we would do I would with just the business. Sell, I would just sell everything but and you live know in my parents' basement. As morbid as it is, it could potentially happen. And we're like down the road, obviously. We're hoping to die when we're old. I'm but, like, definitely dying first. I better die first. I'm hoping I don't that you don't die like next week. Knock on wood. Well, I just turned 34. I don't know. The, <laughs> the rest of my life. The best years are behind me, Al. <laughs> But it, those are some real topics, though, that like maybe we should get a will in place. How old do you have to be to write a will? We have like the best conversations when we're not on air. Like we're sitting there <laughs> talking like this is some gold right here. Yeah, but it was also very morbid. Morbid gold. <laughs> yeah. Gold. M- morbid gold. I thought you said gold. I did. I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, I meant to say gold. Okay. So my high is that I finally finished the DIY project that you wanted. The door, the sliding barn door, that took forever. It looks so good, though. Anyway, so yeah, and I made a little creative edit of the door that my dad and I did. So if you want to see it, go check it out on John's Instagram. Buffard 2 I feel like you you need to get a cooler Instagram handle. I don't know that's why so that's my... dad basic. I think it's because I put like my email in and then they used it as my username or right. something. Yeah. It needs to be something. Boof nasty. <laughs> it's just like so. It needs to be boof nasty. What, whatever you want. Just make it completely custom to you. What's your high? My high. Hmm. So my high is that one of our TikToks were featured on Betches this week. Whoop whoop. I feel like it's always fun to have one of our to videos featured. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's just like, it's always fun. Betches or like Betches Bride, they're the same thing? No, those are two different accounts, but I think that they're under the same hub of Betches. Gives you a little motivation to keep doing them. So having like our video up there on Betches was super exciting, but I feel like it was not as exciting as like the first time that that happened to us like because I, I feel like we've had a video featured on there before we've had a video featured on barstool which is super exciting and fun but i think that getting a video posted on a big platform like that is like a win but the more that it happens or like when it happens again it doesn't feel as big of a win as the first time you know like you're looking for the next best thing that's like if you're doing coke the first time it's crazy <laughs> and then the second time it's not as big have you so done coke oh, no <laughs> yeah. i would die I, I'm, I'm already borderline AFib with all the pre-workout oh, I take. Oh, jeez. I feel like I would love Coke too much if I tried it, so I'm just going <laughs> to not. You would be bouncing off the walls. Though you get all your edits done. Yeah, that's true. I would probably be done with a year full of work in like one week. I open up the door to the office. It smells like stale mildew. Alex has been okay. cranking out edits for five days straight. <laughs> Haven't eaten a thing. <laughs> Well, that just took a dark turn. (laughs) But yeah, so that's what we're talking about today is basically striving for something that doesn't exist. Like, can you ever fully reach your version of success? So I feel like sometimes we set these goals for ourselves. And then once we reach them, we almost don't let ourselves enjoy it or like be happy or satisfied in what it is. And then it's like, it's good to always like keep moving and set next, like further goals. But like, are you ever fully satisfied where you're at? What's that saying? Like a hermit crab in a shell. You got to grow. You got to get out of your shell to find a bigger shell. But I'm talking about like finding your sense of success and happiness. Like if you look back years of like, you know, work that you've done and where how far you've come, you're like, oh my God, like I've come a long way. I don't think that you ever really recognize it when you're in it. I think if you're a driven person, you're never going to settle. You're never going to be satisfied about where you're at. And that's not that's not a bad thing necessarily. Even if you're Bill Gates, like he's still striving to do bigger and better things, you know? But don't you think that there is something to say about like being happy where you're at and like being content? 
You know? I, I think you have to find that middle ground to, like of both, yes. Right. But I just think that if you want to stay driven, because once you're comfortable where you're at, I think that's when you stop. I'm not necessarily saying comfort, but I think just acknowledging that like you've made it. Like, do you ever actually make it? Is what I'm saying. Or are you constantly striving for more? Like, I hate to bring up this analogy. Well, but like, you have to self-reflect. Like, you need to be self-reflecting on your past. But like Wolf of Wall Street, for example, it was never enough for him. Even when he was about to sell his company or whatever, he like could not leave because he just like he wanted that. Do you think that was more egotistical? Like, yeah, do you the, think it wasn't the success that was driving him? It was him, I don't know, like the head unsat being a boss, being above people. Yeah, but that's, I think, what this topic I, but I think that's two different things. Yeah. Well, like what your ego getting in the way. Yeah. Being, being a passionate driven person to succeed or just being someone that's egotistical and like wants to be ahead to be better than other people. Yeah. True. But I think that this falls into a lot Sometimes of... Sometimes I drop some knowledge. But I think that this falls into a lot of different categories in your life. It could be in like relationships when you're never fully satisfied. Like you think that there's always someone better out there. Your partner could be doing better. You could be doing better in work. Like you could be making more money, getting a better promotion, working at a better place um, with your house. Like your house is never big enough. You never... I just feel like there's a constant cycle of like... You achieve what you've been dreaming of and then you're never satisfied. Going back to you just talking about relationships, that's interesting because we know people like that never settling, which I'm not saying you should, but like we have people that like are single because they like feel like they keep deserving. They're Better. just looking for something that's probably not even there. Well, right. Keeping these different categories like relationship. I think that's one thing when you're talking about being driven and being comfortable where you're at I think relationships totally different than like career well that's whatever. what I'm, I I think there's so many different categories that again this falls into like for example my body I'm a healthy 29 year old who should really like love and appreciate my body but for some reason it's just like I don't know if it's like body dysmorphia but it I just I feel like I'm never fully satisfied I'm like oh I could be more ripped my ass could be bigger but then you look back on pictures of years ago and when you thought that you were not in great shape and you're you, like looking you're better like, wow now than oh you, my god yeah. yeah like i just feel like you never really take the time to appreciate your wins and your successes when you're actually in it so well i guess it's kind of hard to self-reflect i'm gonna keep using that word like while you're in the moment you're really only self-reflecting on your past is it hard to self-reflect while you're in it i think so but that's what i like think that we need to talk about is like how do you recognize your wins and your successes when you're in it because i think that as a driven person or even just as i think just as people you're always looking at people who are doing bigger and better than you and striving for that so once you hit one level of success you're like yes. who's and you're comparing yourself to people who are doing better than you no i i agree i mean shit we do that all the time yeah it's tough because is that a negative thing maybe but at the same time that really drives me to try to do better i think that there's a line though like it, you could cross the line of it being a motivator or it being toxic for your mental health so how do you know when that line is crossed right is is that line different is there like a threshold for each person that's different yes because i think it's like again every person has to recognize on their own like what their motivator is what their drive is being how, so how is it toxic is what i'm saying at what point is it toxic like where you're just being obsessive over it and it's like affecting your mental health you're just constantly comparing yourself to other people stressing you out you're getting yeah, anxiety like, i feel like that could just make you an unhappy person like if you're never happy with yourself and your body or your relationships or your career or your work and like 
I think, again, there's room for having a little bit of unsatisfaction to be driven. But if you're constantly striving for the next thing or, you know, whatever it is, the next step or goal in your life um, without appreciating where you're at or appreciating the steps that you've taken to get there, um, I just don't think that you'll ever really feel happy. What are some ways that you could like reflect and like slow down essentially? It must be hard to reflect when you're in it because how do you, how does it resonate with you? Because you're in the moment. It's not like you've had time to process what's going on like in your life at that point in time. Because if you're looking at like where you were at this time last year, you can like think about all the things around that time. But when you're in it right now, I think it's tougher. You think it's more difficult to have a bird's eye view of things when you're in it? Yes. I think I'm the wrong person to ask, to be honest. There's no one for you to ask in this room, but it's I'm the wrong person because I'm always looking for the next, like, how can we be better? It Well, or you are just, and not to say that, like, you're just never happy, but, like, we could live in any state, in any house, in any situation, and, like, you would have something to complain about. I'm, I'm a complainer. <laughs> you would I'm a complainer, like but I'm also a nomad, too. Like, you can't talk about houses because we've moved so many times. I'm like... I can fucking live anywhere. But like, even in any work situation, you work so hard to become a therapist. Once you're a therapist, you're like, boom, I'm done with this. Then you like, come on with me. And even if you look with at the burnout rate of a therapist, it's five to six years. I hit that five year mark. And I was like, I believe that I'm also was in a really shitty setting. I mean, skilled nursing facilities like that's a rough well, area. And that's what I mean. I don't I'm not saying like there's there's something to be said about like doing better for yourself and pushing on to the next best best thing for you but like when is enough enough so what are some tools that you can implement in your life so that you do appreciate and feel satisfied with the successes that you have made in your life I think you need to find out what is the primary reason for your drive and like taking the time to reflect on the successes you've already had I think like even do little celebrations. And I know that one of our past guests, Layla, she talked about it, like celebrating a promotion, getting a bottle of champagne, going out to dinner. Like it might seem so small to do because you're like, oh, like it's not that big of a deal. Taking time to recognize that you have done something great. Like and you worked hard for something. Yeah. Celebrate it. I think also slowing down. So like it's so easy to get in the grind and in your mind if you are working really hard in the workplace or even like at the gym and you could just get so caught up in like where you want to be and where you want to go that it's important to slow down and just look at like how far you have come. Even if you're not exactly where you know you want to be, let yourself sit in like how far you've come. Also, I think surround yourself with those people that will celebrate with you. Right. Like have a have a posse, have a crew. A posse. Celebrate. <laughs> Celebrate your all's achievements. It'll make it so much better. Well, and that's it too. It's like instead of just doing this on your own and like being in your own head about things, I think taking time to spend with family and friends and also set the goals. Set your goals for that year. Strive for those. Don't strive for anything else past that because it might overwhelm you. Just mm -hmm. 
those set goals and then like you said celebrate those goals i think that's huge right it's easier to have like a benchmark of like where you're hitting as opposed to having like such vague goals like i want to live in a mansion is that really doable for this year maybe put that in your 10-year goal work backwards how are you going to live in a mansion and what does that mansion look like like do you believe in manifestation no what really i do i like visualize so you believe things. in like ghosts too well i believe in god but i believe in like visualize so is god a ghost yeah the holy ghost okay all right ghosts are out there you don't believe in ghosts no <gasps> ufos i believe in i believe in those too that's happening next month the government's coming out with that john you have must never have played with a ouija board that should have scared no as those absolutely are evil. not no i hate scary moves you know like you think i would play with that so chucky <gasps> annabelle when oh my god when annabelle came out i was watching a movie with my dad and goo everyone knows goo i keep talking about my best friend we're in the movie theater and an annabelle preview is on the screen. I don't know if you guys ever seen the trailer, but she's in another room, a little girl or something, and she's running towards the door. They shut the door and the door blasts open. It's this like demon lady that pops out. I screamed at the top of my lungs. I'm like, oh, motherfucker! Like as loud as possible because it caught me off guard in the theater as a preview. And everyone in there was laughing hysterically at me. I just like shrank down in my chair like, oh God. This big muscly man is terrifying. Can you tell that was a traumatic <laughs> that was a traumatic experience for me? See, like if I watch a scary movie, I just sleep with the lights on for the next week <laughs> or have to watch something happy before bed. Like the grudge up. ruined that from ruined any scary movie for me. Again, digressing. Uh, my brother once when I when that movie came out, I was doing laundry in the basement, shut the lights off and does that sound not my original soul, Daniel. My soul left my body. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Why did, did ghosts get brought up? Oh, because of manifestation. So I think like by visualizing where you want to be, what you want to do, how you want to feel in the future is great. But I think also getting very specific with your goals will also help you be happier throughout the process and you don't have to stop at those goals too it's like it's when you hit those and you celebrate those goals then like your next and it could be exciting is making the next set of goals yeah but i just think in a world where it's so like fast-paced and we're constantly moving and it's so quick i just feel like a lot of people are just never satisfied it could it's our and culture we're, we're it's happy. our culture yeah. though too the american culture mm -hmm. you know just grinding away mm -hmm. you gotta go to like spain or somewhere like i used to date this girl she went to spain for study abroad and she said like everyone took like siestas in the middle of the day what country is doing like a four-day work weeks i think one of like the northern european countries are like testing it out to see work productivity not us not us they're like yeah. we're gonna move to a six-day work week right work till you die oh my overall God. though your happiness is so important so make sure that you take time to reflect on everything that you have done and appreciate yourself your mental health is key because mm -hmm. without good mental health it's gonna fuck your body up physically as well <laughs> that's true so john now it is time for would you, you rather, rather Okay, I'll go first. So I saw this one on TikTok. It was going around. It was like a viral. Would you rather? And my question for you is, John, would you rather have $30 million or 30 million friends? $30 million. And I so will, easy. I will give the rebuttal to that. You're going to say 30 million friends, and then you're going to ask them all for $1. Well, no. And then you're going to get $30 million. No, and you would you ask also them all for... Oh, oh, wait. Let me rephrase this. Would you rather have... $30 million or 30 million loyal friends. You're wrong. <laughs> if that's your opinion, but that's fine. 
Um, no, if they're all loyal friends. I have friends, five friends and that's too many. Yeah, but if they're all loyal friends, this is what the argument was on TikTok. So I'm a little bit biased because I would have said probably what you said. But this guy on TikTok was like, no, I'm going to pick 30 million loyal friends. Because if you ask all of your friends for $5, they're going to give it to you because they're loyal friends. Then with that, you're going to start a business. And then they're all going to invest into it or buy from your business because they're loyal friends. And there was just like so many loopholes that he was going down how he was basically just like a bajooka billionaire i'd be fine with like two million dollars i'd be able to live contently i could retire off of that i can like pull money off of my interests. i'd be fine you have 30 million friends that means you have to talk to 30 million people <laughs> yeah. that's fucking tell you're you're busy every single day hi what's up hi what's up hi what's up crazy you can't keep up oh no You'll i guess dead. you could start a phone chain like you tell one person to call two people and then if everyone calls someone sounds like for a pyramid you, scam al <laughs> Scam? Yeah. Scheme. <laughs> I guess it's the same thing. A pyramid scheme. scheme. Yeah. But that, but that does sound like a lot of work. But I guess that also coincides with what we just talked about. It's like $30 million is, is a, a ton of money. Like you should be happy with that. But then this person on TikTok was like, oh, no, I'm going to use my 30 million friends to make more money than $30 million. Yeah. I mean, I could... No, I can't see it both ways. My way is better. <laughs> okay. Stick to it. So this is from one of our listeners. Alex, would you rather have your head shaved for a year or never have any hair removal done for the rest of your life? I would rather have my head shaved for a year. I don't think I could live with armpit hair and just like leg hair. And nothing against that. If you feel like you don't want to shave your armpits, that's fine with you. But like personally, I just like having smooth legs. I just don't think that I would be able to live. I would rather shave my head for a year as opposed to giving that up for the rest of my life. No, I wouldn't. No. I mean, now we've already talked. Let's be honest. We've already talked about like getting you a wig and stuff. I'll give you my hair. <laughs> my hair is not thinning. I just have fine hair, John. John is convinced that I'm going bald. I stop. <laughs> I can't do it. Stop looking at my head as if like you're already envisioning me bald. I don't give a shit. I would be bald. I would That's number fun. one. If you had a bald it. head, I would, I would still smash you. And then it doesn't matter. I still, still love uh, you is what, what I meant to say. I didn't want a wig though? I would own being bald. I don't think I would look great being bald. There's other girls who could pull off the bald. Look, Honestly, I don't think it would bother me. I don't care. Really? Not not saying you care whether what my opinion is or not. Yeah, but. you're right. I don't. Fuck you. I just know, like, for future comfort me, if I'm like, again, if it's between one year of like a bald head or like never being able to like groom my body again, I'm just going to have to suck it up and be bald for a year. I mean, think about time management. You don't have to like straighten your true. hair and do any of that shit. That's true. I wouldn't have to wait 30 minutes for you to get ready for this See, podcast. And this is when I jump in and give you my argument for why I need to get my eyebrows microbladed and eyelash extensions. I don't even know what that means. So much time would be saved, John. Let me just do it. I'm just going to take the chronic card, make an appointment. I mean, I don't blame you for not for wanting to do something because when was the last time you cut your hair? When, when was the last time you got a, a pedigree? <laughs> I know it's a pedigree. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to let you give it. A pedicure. Fuck. That's what I meant to say. You take a wild what I'm guess. Sa what I'm saying is like, you don't, you don't spend your money like a lot on self-care. So like you deserve to get microblades <laughs> You make done. it seem like I don't care about myself. I'm not saying that. I'm like. I do need a haircut though. I got some dead ends. A lot of women are high maintenance. You're not one of them. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. There's a lot of men that are high maintenance too before everyone jumps down my throat. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. But yeah, so long story short, I am going to shave my head. Perfect. Donate to Locks of Love.
Yeah, I would do that. I have done that in the past. I think I- I've done St. Baldrick's. Oh, I have not donated my hair, though. I donated, I think, like twice when I was younger, but I just hated cutting my hair short. All right. So now we are jumping into our segment, Give It To Me Straight, where we answer all of your burning, burning questions. questions. Damn it. John, I don't cut you off when you are doing your welcome back to Give It To Me Straight. Yeah, but you did it this mo- You did it this morning. You did it for this one. So now I need I I don't remember. Let's get into it. If you guys have any questions, you could write in at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. So question number one. So my fiance's dad is constantly either showing naked photos of other women he dates to my fiance right in front of me. And if he's not doing that, if we are in public, he will point out a hot chick to check out and tell my fiance to look at her again right in front of me. I've told my fiance when we were alone already that it seriously bothers me and I find it very much disrespectful. And he is always apologetic and understands that I'm hurt. He told me just to ignore it because his dad is old and that he's not looking at the women anyway. But still, it makes me wonder if it's that bad in front of me, how bad is it when I'm not around? I mean, come on, dad. Self-awareness, like don't do it in front of her. Do it when she's not around. Like, come on. Okay. But like, I see where she feels disrespected. My dad does this like to me. Like, Wait, is his dad showing his son naked pictures of the chicks he's dating? I think that's what she said, right? Yes. He's showing pictures to his son of girls that he's dating. I mean, go dad. But wow, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, also, it's disrespectful to the women who his dad is dating because it's like, just do they know that he's sharing the pictures? I'm sure like if I'm sending you a naked photo of me, I'm not expecting you to go ahead and show your dad or your friends. I know, that's kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like I can see, I don't know if it's just like men, like men get like creepy old men vibes as they get older or if they're just always creepy. I mean, I love your dad, Al. But <laughs> I know that this is, I, and truly I, if my dad like comes across a hot girl and my mom is stunning, she is literally like a model. If my dad sees a hot girl, he, he'll like even point her out to me. He's like, damn, look at those titties. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, no father. He, and then he goes, well, you look, you can't touch. But my advice to you though, is to keep this open communication with your fiance. Communication. We got it in there. Yes. And- I was getting nervous. <laughs> I know we we probably said it earlier. We just never caught on. But I would probably side with you and think that if it's that bad when he is in front of you, it probably is not better when you're not around. Um, Honestly, it's probably the same. Yeah. If, I, if he doesn't care when he does it around you, he probably is doing the same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't not. think that he's like trying to hook your fiance up with anyone else. Um, but maybe you you communicate that to if you're. Well, no, if. If it's something that's bothering you and your fiance is telling you don't worry about it, like he needs to address that situation. Right. Because it's something that's affecting his love, right? Well, no. Oh, like his his, love, like his fiance, you. Yeah, I agree. Brushing it off is like you're not just brushing off what the dad's doing. You're brushing off your fiance's feelings. Because if this was me and your dad was doing this like while I was around. I would just say, hey, dad, don't do it in front of her. Show me later. But... but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I would I would truly be like, hi, number one, this is dis- disrespectful. I would really appreciate you not just like going out of your way, but also to like get it from your dad. I, yeah. No, yeah, it's not weird. cool. Because again, it's going to affect you and your relationship. So I would try to communicate that to you and be like, you need to handle this with your dad because it feels disrespectful to me. No, I get that. Do you think though that if it is not communicated well with 
her fiance to his dad that she would ever like it would be her place to step in and say something to the dad her soon-to-be father-in-law it shouldn't have to get to that point right you know like the fiance he needs to address that shit if it gets to the point where she has to i would be that's fucking weird because it's obviously really bothering you and if it's not that important to him, then like you guys have different problems. I was going to say, I would be no- more annoyed with you oh, if you yeah. didn't talk to your dad about it. But I, I would have no problem also stepping in and just being like, hi, father-in-law, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> this might be cool for you, but not for me. Boundaries. And that's why you're dating around right now. Oh, that's why <laughs> his dad's dating and, around. And that's why you're not in a serious relationship right now. <laughs> okay, so question number two. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years now. We have recently hit another argument where I'm in a position where I'm trying to talk about a future together, but he gets defensive and wants to shut down. He usually leaves. I've still not really interacted with his family or many of his friends, but I have invited him to many of my family and friends events and occasions over the years. So they've been talking for a while. Three I've, years. Yeah. Is that what she said? Yeah. Just, the beginning. Oh, three, years. <laughs> three years. Cliff notes, John. Selective <laughs> reading, John. I feel like I know the answer, but I need a confirmation. Do values matter when it comes to having a healthy and successful relationship? When it comes to my values, I value marriage and a union between two families. On his end, he continues to say that his family just doesn't see it that way and does not care to know me as this is how it has been for his last relationship as well. I've said that this makes me feel like I am at arm's length, but usually I don't get much of a response from there. He says, why do you try to rush it? Why don't you let it just naturally happen? As I do understand that, I just thought that naturally after three years, it would have happened by now, or he would have seen it as something more serious as I do. Is it time to call quits or should I continue to be patient? Disclaimer, no, we do not live together, but it is something that I've tried pushing for for a couple of years. So his family says that this is how it was with his past relationship. Well, that past relationship clearly didn't fucking work out. So whatever he's doing is not working. I wonder if something has happened in the past with the family's like, oh, we're not putting any like effort or into eggs in his this. relationships. Yeah. But like that would affect me in a relationship if you were like, no, it's not important to meet my family because to me, yeah, family is important. So if like that is a value to you, which you stated that it was, that would affect, I think, your long term happiness in this relationship. It sucks because like it's it's easy for us to be like, oh, fuck him. Right, There's right, tons right, of red right. flags here. But it's like it's your life. You are so invested in this relationship with this guy that you're hoping that it'll go to something like stronger. I just think, though, that like you have to if if someone if you're with someone for that long and like you're dating them with the intention of spending a future with them and they shut down anytime like you want to have that conversation with them. To me, that is just immature and inappropriate. Like, why can't you have a conversation? You should feel like you have an open door for communication regardless, like, of what the topic is about. Him brushing off, like, what's important to you is, again, red flag. Him not thinking any of this is a priority is a red flag. I don't think, though, that pushing someone to move in with you or, like, forcing a conversation is the way either this is something that is important to you this is a conversation that you want to have and should have especially three years into a relationship are we gonna have a future together you're not saying that when it needs to happen but i think having the conversation about it is something that like any normal person would want to have at that point is there another avenue to go down besides moving in together like is there some way to what do you mean like is there some way to yeah is there some way to progress in this relationship 
in between where you're at now and moving in together? I know it's been three years and all that. I'm just being devil's advocate. Like, how is there is there a way to like... No, I don't even think that it's like the next physical step, but I think having a conversation about it. But to me, I would be like, hey, the next step would be hanging out with our families more or like yeah. making, building those relationships. Because do you even want to spend your time with someone? Where what if like your you family and friends hate him? Or, or, but like, what if you don't really get along with them? And like, again, that's not ne- necessarily make or break to your relationship, but that would be really important to me is spending time or like creating relationships with like the people in his life as well. Give yourself a list, pros and cons. Yeah, make a list of pros and cons. I'm seeing list. that most of them are just cons, but maybe there's some <laughs> pros. Uh, from my research, I am. <laughs> from this two paragraphs that you sent me, I can only see cons. No, there's not only cons there, but it really just boils down to communication. And if he's not willing to have conversations with you about things that you want to talk about, red flag. I'm not loving it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not loving it. I would like to see like when people send these questions to us, though, it's like, because they're always like concerned concerns and what's wrong but like there's got to be reasons why you're still with that person huh like you're like "Ah, i gotta chomp at the bit to say something give us some of like the positives because there's got to be a reason why you're still with them and you're conflicted so what are the reasons why you're conflicted well you're just always conflicted in any relationship you're going to be conflicted because you've been with this person for so long there's obviously reasons why you love them we're getting one side and obviously they're not going to be like they do this they do that they do that like I mean, they could literally be like, honestly, like this guy gives me the good pipe. Like, this is the reason why I'm with them. Okay, that's like, not a reason to stay with someone. For some people, it is. You but, and that's some. a shitty reason. Oof. Are you sure about that? You give me more than just a good pipe, John. <laughs> this is, I know that you only just said that, so this was a workaround so that I could talk about your dick. <laughs> You're selfish, John. You're really selfish. Uh, I didn't get any words of affirmation in this podcast episode, so uh, let me hear them. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when we have people write in, we're just getting one side. But like, I'm obviously going to side with our listeners. Oh, 100%. Me too. (laughs) But I do like to play devil's advocate. Yeah, I don't. I hate devil's advocate. Go whatever my listeners want to do. Do it. (laughs) That's all that we have for you guys. Thank you guys so much. You know what? You do the outro then today, John. If you like listening to us, please like and subscribe to Give It To Me Straight Podcast. Please give us a five-star review. I can't let you finish it. We will see you next week. If you want to write in with any questions that you have, you can email us at hello at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at giveittomestraightpodcast, and you can go to our website at giveittomestraightpodcast.com. I think that's it. That was very good. Oh, and please, if you like are liking our podcast, Please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. We do. We do. I I like getting comments from you guys like John's an asshole or like we love your podcast. I don't think anyone has commented John's an asshole. But but... you can though if you want to. Okay, sure. Help the algorithm. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.